The Angry Chicken is a production of AMove TV. Bookmark AMove.tv for more gaming and esports shows. The Angry Chicken is directly supported by listeners like you via patreon.com slash TAC. podcast about Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft. This is the Angry Chicken. Hello and welcome everyone. This is the Angry Chicken. I'm Garrett Weinzerl. I'm joined as always by Jocelyn Moffat, who if you are watching on the video version is indeed here. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi, Garrett. How are you doing today? I'm okay. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, our uh, also today, uh, Dills is sadly out. He had uh, some family stuff he had to attend to, but in his place, Dills's death rattle is joining us again today. Justin Robert Young from Night Attack, from Politics, 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 and other fine podcasts. How are yeah. you doing, sir? We need a sound effect. We need like we need like like a death rattle sound effect of Dill just going like oh no and then <laughs> me announcing myself like I feel like <laughs> at this point uh, I've I've abandoned all hope of ever being on a show with the three of you guys and uh, <laughs> and, and now I'm just content to understand that I'm uh, I'm here when Dills can't make it but I'm ha- I'm always happy to be here because I love the show but I would be remiss to to ask why Jocelyn. Is uh, not your face on the screen, but rather a placeholder. So I feel like I'm going to like just tear back the curtain for a lot of you guys out there listening right now, because this may or may, from a lot of the, the conversations and the comments that I got on Twitter when I tweeted out about this, it seems that most of you don't actually realize a lot of the things that go into a lady's beauty routine. So... Mm. Uh, where men shave their faces, uh, we as women have found a much more painful way to get the same thing done, which is putting hot wax on our face and ripping it off. So my wedding is this weekend. It's on Saturday. And uh, my makeup artist told me that this was something I should probably go and do because my makeup will look nice and smooth on a freshly waxed face. So I was like, okay, you're the expert. I'll go get this done. And then proceeded to lose three to four layers of skin on my face. So I have giant red patches of just pain going on in my face right now that is also covered in polysporin and coconut oil. So I can't wear makeup right now. (laughs) And yeah, so I I am a unicorn. (laughs) Now I assume that much like the unicorn that is on the screen, your face is also glowing and majestic, if uh, unrealistic and (laughs) fantasy-esque. That's a great way to put it. See, Uh, the problem with the unicorn, though, is that it clearly has a lot of... uh, chin hair i i no longer have chin hair so there you go that was the whole point of the waxing (laughs) exactly (laughs) i followed this entire uh escapade via your twitter jocelyn and uh i'm i'm just so i'm so sorry it sounded more painful than it needed to be i am never doing girly shit ever again (laughs) yeah uh, I mean, uh, uh, yet another reminder that beauty beauty is pain, friends. And if uh, you're not hurting, you're not pretty. 
You know, you know what you should have done, Jocelyn? You should have gone to harrys.com slash TAC. I know. That's what everyone <laughs> said. I was like, oh, internet, you're on one hand funny, but then on the other hand, I hate you a little. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. The worst is when you go to the internet with actual pain and when yeah. <laughs> making jokes the entire time that they've known you. And yeah. then you're like, hey, anyway, I'm feeling really down in the dumps. And they're like, ha, 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 inside joke. And you're like, yeah. die. Here's yeah. inside <laughs> joke. You should live inside a coffin without an impulse. <laughs> now is not the time, Twitter. Not the time. Yep. Uh, <laughs> like well, half my skin is missing a week before my wedding. Now is not the time. <laughs> I, I, I will say you are handling it remarkably well. I'm shocked that that when, when Garrett first hit me up, to do the show, I thought for sure it was because you were going to skip a week for for, for wedding prep, but you are in tremendous spirits considering. <laughs> Thanks. I try very hard to be professional. You're you're, you're killing it right now. This is <laughs> yeah, everyone hats off to uh, Jocelyn for even showing up this week. Yeah. Let alone in, in the face of, of face pain. In the At face least of her here. face. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, we're glad you're here, Joss. And uh, I would like to thank both you and Justin for a very fun and lighthearted intro to what's going to be an odd episode. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is like Hearthstone might be canceled by the no, end of this. No, there's, ah, there's no universe where that happens. It's, yeah. No, it's, 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 no, that's no, unrealistic. No, no. I think yeah, in, all, in, all, in all seriousness, uh, well, here, uh, Garrett, you, you go ahead. Yeah, so this, there's a, <laughs> this episode at the time we are recording it on Tuesday, February 12th. Uh, the earnings call still has not happened. So there is um, there's a giant elephant in the room of there being multiple articles going out over the course of the weekend saying that massive layoffs are in store for this exact day for Activision Blizzard. Nothing has officially been reported on. It is still technically rumor at this point, although it has been all but confirmed by multiple sources. Uh, we just don't know. Uh, unfortunately, the, the extent to it. So at some point in the show, if news breaks, we're probably just going to pull the pull the break on whatever we were previously talking about and let the dust settle and, and, and figure out what's going on. But in the meantime, we're going to do a normal episode of The Angry Chicken. Uh, so should we talk about the articles now or do we want to do something else before we talk about the articles? Well, we're going to wait so that hopefully we can... We're going to wait it all at once. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you yeah, cool. expect it to be uh, sometime either right before or during the Activision earnings call, which is happening in about 15 minutes? So we just got to kill time till then. Yeah. You know, I mean, that is weird because you would think that they would settle that any internal business before they announce it to shareholders. I mean, like, it's not like they're going to start naming like Alice in accounting. <laughs> Like on a call with like business journal. Oh my God. That would be so heartbreaking, but also kind of funny if they just, their whole earnings call is just like an alphabetical list of all it's the like people. a very bizarre, dystopic uh, calling to the principal's office. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're on Twitter today, it certainly seems to be what everyone thinks is going to happen because yeah. my entire feed is just full of people being like, I'm, I'm so sorry for everyone at Blizzard. And I'm sitting here being like, it hasn't actually happened hasn't yet. We happened. don't actually know the extent to which this is going to affect even the Blizzard half of Activision Blizzard. It, it, it is it is a weird thing to be in the center of a, a tech layoff or something, a, a layoff in an industry where everybody knows it and there's a dedicated following. Like when when Twitch had their layoffs last year, there was just a weird outpouring, even people to me 
that were just because my wife works at Twitch that they're like, oh, like, are you safe? Like, it, it was like, you know, just like uh, trying to reconnect with your community after they the rapture. Thing. I was going to say, they need that thing on Facebook when there's like a natural yes. disaster. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I am safe during Twitch layoffs. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was weird. It was it was an odd it's an odd thing to have your life be a news story in general and specifically at a moment of tremendous chaos and pain as it is for any time anybody loses a job. So as, but before anything happens, certainly our, our, uh, our, you know, thoughts are with everybody at blizzard. You know, this is, it's, it's a it, tough day regardless of what, 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 what is the, even if nobody gets fired, what is yeah. the real, like just four days? Yeah. Like, bizarre. Well, I, I F it at this point, I guess we're talking about it. Yeah. It's just hard to get through without it. Cause it's, it's been just hanging over the entire weekend. If you're a fan of this, uh, it, which means congratulations, you're lucky. You're, 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 we're all pretty far removed from it. If you were actually working at Activision or Blizzard, I can't imagine, uh, the anxiety, uh, you're probably feeling. Um, and I certainly have seen a decent amount of that anxiety play out over social media. Um, but yeah, so news broke. Originally, I believe Bloomberg was the first website to run a story saying that Activision Blizzard is is planning uh, hundreds of layoffs, as Bloomberg put it. And then very shortly after uh, uh, Jason Schreier piece came out on Kotaku, it sounded like they were more or less sitting on that news until a certain point. But once Bloomberg broke the news, then Kotaku went ahead. Um, but it's... God, it's just, it's just so weird. And again, and today it's it, it to me it seems the weirdest because I'm I'm seeing you know not to put him on blast, but this was what the guy did. I mean, seeing Jason Schreier on Twitter reporting on there are people crying in the Blizzard parking lot today, and 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 Justin, we were we were talking off air beforehand. You were kind of saying it's like well. They wouldn't even know if it wasn't for folks like Jason and Schreier and Bloomberg writing this piece. Uh, okay, so uh. Yes and no. And we don't know what it is. Uh, if tra- my guess would be that at a company like that, rumor starts to get around really fast when somebody hears about layoffs. And I don't think that people at Blizzard or at least not everybody at Blizzard Activision found out about these via the rumors over the weekend. There was undoubtedly some people who probably found out about it <laughs> via the Bloomberg and Kotaku articles over the weekend. What I find weird is that's great color if you are a journalist and you are writing a story about these layoffs. It brings a human uh, touch and understanding of the cost of what these things are. So they're not just, you know, numbers on a spreadsheet. These are human lives that are coming and going from this company. Uh, and, and the anxiety around it matters. What's weird is just that that's in our, in our social media world, that's its own story right now in the absence of actual news is that, you know, now it goes around and now we have a conversation about the journalism involved in like, okay, well, why are we like, do we need to know? Like, obviously, I mean, someone's going to cry. There's apparently a bunch of people are going to lose their jobs. Like if it's not appropriate uh, to cry now, like when, when should we, I don't know. It it just seems it, it is, it is super weird. Uh, uh, from from that perspective, yeah, it's um, it, it it's just it's just tough. It's and, and that's 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 why that that particular point sticks out to me uh, because it it just seems so now, so personal and unnecessary. But there is 
sorry guys, there is an article that just went up saying that Blizzard has started a long rumored layoff process. Uh, Jay Allen Brack posted a note to staff uh, saying, over the last few years, many of our non-development teams expanded to support various needs. Currently, staffing levels on some teams are out of proportion with their current release slate. This means we need to scale down some areas of our organization. So sorry to share that we will be parting ways with some of our colleagues in the U.S. today. In our regional offices, we anticipate uh, we anticipate similar evaluations subject to local requirements. Uh, the letter also promises a comprehensive severance package and job assistance to people being laid off. So no, no word yet, aside from the fact that it will largely be in the U.S. today on on where the cuts are coming yeah, so then, so this was from Blizzard president. So this is Jay Allen Brack's uh, notice that was posted on the campus about 20 minutes ago. So still no word on actually who this is going to impact. So here was, based on the initial Bloomberg article, the one thing that did stick out at me, and I will kind of bring folks behind the curtain on writing stories like this, uh, there was a paragraph, and this was the third paragraph in, in the initial Bloomberg article. The game maker, one of the largest in the world, acknowledged on, no, in, on a November conference call that some key titles, such as Overwatch and Hearthstone, were seeing flat or declining numbers of users. Now, that stuck out to me because oftentimes, if you are a reporter, there is more that you know than what you can report for a lot of reasons. It might not wind up coming out exactly the way that you suspect it is. You might not have enough sourcing on it, but it seemed odd that they would mention Overwatch and Hearthstone specifically considering the fact that there has been other news about, you know, other uh, uh, games that are in that slate that have not performed as, as well as they could have in the past. So that well, was, the I think, I think that Hearthstone and Overwatch were probably singled out because they've been singled out in the past as basically carrying a lot of Blizzard and like, oh, Hearthstone numbers are up, Overwatch numbers are up. And then now all of a sudden, Hearthstone and Overwatch aren't growing and in fact are stagnating or losing players. And yeah. that's kind of, that hasn't really happened before. So I think that's why they were specifically pointed out in the earnings call. Um, so that's probably why they were pointed out in the article because they were these very well performing franchises that have and that's and that's and that's one of those things is that you know sometimes it's a, a, a cigar and sometimes it's not and uh, that's you know you're right everything you said is the reason why you would list it it might also be you why you list it because you know that you've heard rumors that cuts are coming to those two games yeah uh, all that being said and I will ask. You guys, it, it, I've always got the sense from listening to fine podcasts like this and following the game via, you know, Reddit and, and, you know, just the, the, uh, Twitter handles of the people that are making it that team five was always a fairly small group that, and, and maybe I'm just reading into that based on, you know, that was always kind of the excuse on why things didn't happen as fast as, as, uh, many of the player base would like that they were small, they were limited in, in team and they were, kind of the underdogs. Uh, so from a fan perspective, I thought, oh, well, at the very least, Team Five's lean, so I can't imagine what they'd cut. But do, do you guys have any sense of whether or not that's accurate? I mean, they're, they're definitely way larger than they were back when, in the beginning of all this, when we I mean, yeah. when we fired up this podcast, which was at the same time that the uh, the beta went live. 
Um, I don't yeah, I think have... they were a team around like 15 or 20 when the beta went live. And then now I feel like uh, the last number I remember hearing is about 70. But they also, um, a lot of these, I, and again, I don't know because obviously Jay Allenbrack's note wasn't very specific, but um, from the articles and the rumors anyways, it looked like it was probably going to be like publicity, marketing, like CS, basically like non-game development roles, which, I mean, they even pulled esports people out of Team 5 a couple of years ago. So I think very likely the core of Team 5 is probably safe because they're the game devs. Um, but it'll be more of the people who uh, kind of work for the company at large being customer service, um, people like uh, esports people, marketing people, possibly community managers. But even then, I feel like a lot of those teams um, kind of got shrunk by attrition. They had uh, people leave and not get replaced. So I don't think we'll see further cuts in those areas. I mean, I, I, I just, I just don't know, um, and it's just, it's just, it's just bumming me out. Uh, I mean, clearly, we've been through doing the show. We've, we've, we've worked with Blizzard on and off uh, for for many years now, and uh, you know, we've gotten to know a lot of the folks that work over there, and a lot of them are really rad people that have done a lot to to help our dumb little show <laughs> that they, you know, they didn't know, need to go out of their way uh, to help. So, um, it's. I have a serious bias, I guess, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, no, I, I um, don't think anybody would would uh, uh, suggest that a, a podcast like this should have an objective viewpoint of like, well, you know, I don't know if 20 percent of the dev teams pulling their weight. Like, <laughs> you know, look, it, it, we all just love the game and we want the game to continue as uh, healthily as possible. And uh, uh, we just want to get back to doing what we want to know that Hearthstone is safe and everybody who's making it is secure and they can move on from this gigantic sea change so we can get back to doing what we do best bitching about how they do their job. <laughs> Are you saying that we we hope everyone keeps their jobs so that we can complain about how they do them? Well, so we can I can <laughs> complain about Paladin. Like that's a, not not how they do their job in reality, but but just you know uh, doing what, what we as fans do best, which is uh, nitpicking. I mean that's yeah, generally annoying. I mean that that's that's the struggle with with this is we find ourselves realizing that oh it's it's really easy to get up in arms about things that when you take a step back you look at them you realize it's it's kind of absurd that you know maybe you know yesterday I was looking at at priest like i hate this i want it to die and i never want to see one again uh but you know what is more important is people having jobs and a livelihood yeah and and you know i i do think that there are a lot of economic kind of factors at work here that make this decision far beyond the scope of the angry chicken or hearthstone specifically even uh uh you know just about the games industry where it's going where the money's coming from how well or how poorly Blizzard has, as a company, decided to shift into that. Uh, uh, you know, I think you could probably have a larger conversation about, you know, it was, geez, five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago that, that Blizzard wanted to get into, uh, uh, you know, a free-to-play. Hearthstone certainly is free-to-play with a lot of microtransactions. That has been a huge win for them, but it's not Fortnite, right? Or it's not these other games that have kind of uh, uh, risen up and sort of eaten out some of the market share from underneath of uh, of Blizzard. So a lot of big things that don't involve odd mage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, unless I don't, I don't know. Whoever uh, came up with with odd, you know, might might affect them. I find it unlikely. No, no, stop it! No, 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 no. I just it's 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 a big topic. Um, and uh, I I don't think you're completely. I'm. Just finding it difficult to navigate this topic, but uh, I, I I think you're you're onto something, Jocelyn, because we we just saw really crazy stuff go down with the heroes team, and instead of hearing about people just being let go, they were being integrated into other existing Blizzard teams. Yeah, and I think like the other thing that I that I want to say because I'm literally like I'm watching Twitter to see what kind of uh, what kind of news because obviously this is all still breaking. And I mean, like, uh, not to put them on blast, but I'm totally going to put them on blast because I think this is just terrible clickbaiting. But Wowhead posts, Activision Blizzard has become a wave or has begun a wave of massive layoffs this afternoon. And it's just like everyone seems to, again, be focusing on Blizzard, 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 massive layoffs of Blizzard. And yes, we know that the layoffs are going to impact Blizzard. But again, we don't know what teams are going to be impacted. And I think we talked before the show Activision is much larger than just Blizzard and Activision also just parted ways with Bungie, but they they didn't actually lay anybody off when Bungie left. So I feel like as much as the everyone's talking about the hundreds of layoffs, I don't think hundreds of layoffs are going to happen at Blizzard proper. I think many of those layoffs are going to come from the teams because everyone who's still who was working on Destiny is still working for Activision. So if they can't be integrated, and it sounds like not a lot of people have been integrated from the Destiny team over onto other Activision projects, because there aren't that many Activision projects, and they're already fully staffed. So if they haven't been able to be moved over, it would make sense that they would be laid off. So I know Blizzard is getting hit with some, but I don't want people to hit the panic button, because I think this this kind of reporting is just so like fear-mongering, and I hate it. But, you know, to to defend the people who are reporting on this for a second, this is a very weird, uh, a weird moment that is kind of uh, uh, the, the undertow of the success, not only of blizzard, but also the sites and podcasts and forums that have sprung up around these amazing titles that people love so much and demand more content about. And so therefore the void is filled. If you cover, wow, if you cover hearthstone, if you cover heroes, if you cover overwatch, you're by and large covering, gameplay community and if you're really going to be great at your job you're probably talking to devs you know uh, uh, by and large you may be managers if you're really really into it but in general you're probably exchanging emails with people that are making the game because that's what your community finds most fascinating and those are the people that are that wind up gathering uh, a fame when a story like this comes along now all of a sudden the people that are by and large covering gameplay mechanics and community concerns are now forced to wear the business reporter hat. And that is a different form of journalism. It is just, it it is fundamentally something that takes a different muscle to work. And I think what you are rightfully complaining about Jocelyn is that there is a gap between covering game mechanics and covering spreadsheets and understanding the economic realities of it. And now all of a sudden it, it creates guessing and assumptions and in worst cases vendettas being carried out by way of the fact that nobody knows what's going to happen by the end of the day uh uh and and that's unfortunate but it is you know it's just kind of a uh a reality of the fact that this is a niche media and now all of a sudden for one day 
It's like a bizarre Halloween. You <laughs> have to wear the costume of business journalist. Well put. And math sucks. Everyone knows math sucks. So clearly we're not good at covering that stuff. <laughs> Look, I, yeah. I mean, come on, man. Uh, uh, I got into journalism because I didn't know how to do math. I know. And then journalism was too hard. So I just started doing podcasting. <laughs> I have done nothing but shirk responsibility and gotten <laughs> further and further away from ever touching it, my, the calculator app on my phone. <laughs> That's why I went to art school. <laughs> only reason yeah so uh i'm sure we'll have more to say on the subject when the the dust kind of settles but uh just best of luck to everyone at blizzard we're we're bummed to hear about this news yeah uh bummer yeah and now we need to try and just segue into talking about the game which seamlessly. is yeah seamlessly uh, I would like to kick it off with what was a, a planned announcement at the top of the show, which is if you are a winner of our Angriest Chicken Open Tournament, check your friend requests because I can't send you your card packs that you won unless you accept my friendship, which really just seems like a ploy <laughs> for me to really, make more friends. That's really the prize, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> friendship on Battle.net. <laughs> Accepting my friendship until I then immediately remove you shortly after to make room for the next wave of taco winners, which is what happened this morning. So if I unfriended you, I'm sorry. Just means we haven't played right. together in a while. <laughs> uh, but yeah, our taco winners are Bigwig, uh, Ambrosius, Zero Cruel, SC Freeberg, Reacher, and Fireshock 5. Reacher and Fireshock 5, you are the two random pack winners. You might be thinking to yourself, but I didn't get top four. Well, you still won some packs. So go to your Battle.net and look for a friend request from me. It's really obvious. My name's in my battle tag. So congrats, everybody. And, yeah, uh, man. You celebrate. Pop a bottle. Crack a pack. Yep. Wax your face. <laughs> or don't. Don't. Don't It doesn't ever. sound like you should do that. It's not worth it. The only, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chavram's wondering about the Dill's, uh, <laughs> the Dill's bounty that was on his head. He's, he kept winning with his meme decks, so he had to forfeit. Um, so no one beat Dills and no one got the bounty. So we're just no. Gonna... Wait, wait, wait. What was the bounty? Uh, it was a uh, fifty battle net bucks. Fifty battle net bucks. If you could beat Dills playing the meme decks, he brought nothing but meme decks. He kept winning with meme decks. But the meme was too strong. The meme was too yeah. strong with Dills. Dill... Oh, <laughs> Dills is just yeah. So the bounty is moving on uh, to the next time we do an angriest chicken open. So keep an eye out for oh, that. Does it roll over? It should be a hundred next time. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, chat room's also yelling double bounty next time. It was an anonymous donation. <laughs> I'm not gonna. No, <laughs> no. I'm just saying, if somebody wants to anonymously donate again, then uh, or donate <laughs> then you could indeed be the one that rolled over the bounty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a question from the patron Discord that I also wanted to have at the top of the show if we didn't get into the elephant in the room conversation, which we did. So I'm just going to bring it up now. Rocket Sauce posted on the Discord uh, because uh, they saw uh, you and I talking on Twitter, Justin, and wants yeah. to know, do we do we miss aggro? Is uh, control and combo meta bad for the game? Um, It's certainly... I think anytime you get one flavor it gets annoying it just so happens that when it's aggro it gets annoying really fast with seven games that i lose in a row 
And with control, it gets really annoying with three games that I lose in a row that takes a combined seven days to complete. So uh, I, I, I think our, our back and forth on Twitter was that you were not enjoying this meta. And I uh, tended to agree that it was very slow. And if it does not recover from that, which I do think that specifically with some of the decks that we're going to talk about today, I had more fun playing these decks because, again, it's like like anything. The, the meta is the meta because it is a set of rules that are fun when they when you can break them. Those are decks that are popular, that are good, is because everyone's playing a certain way, and now you can counter into that headwind. And uh, uh, I've seen a few uh, decks, that, and some of them we're going to talk about, that I had a great time. So today, what I will say is, I missed it until I started playing with this deck. Well, one of the decks we're going to talk about today, and I played a shocking four games in the 30 minutes that I had before the show, and I was <laughs> thrilled that I got through four games and not one. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, to, to, to answer his, to answer Rocket Sauce's question, I uh, I don't think it's necessarily bad for the game. Uh, when I when I tweeted out that I more or less hate this meta yesterday, that is my opinion. That means that I don't, I'm not a fan of this particular kind of meta. I'm not planting my flag saying this is objectively bad. Um, Whereas I like this meta. I like the maybe not so much the control part, but the combo part. I like that the game has slowed down enough at this point in time that it gives you time to pull off big crazy combo things i think it's neat so i mean i'm sure we'll cycle back into an aggro meta fairly quickly probably with the standard rotation because that's generally what happens when we have big massive changes to the card pool then people fall back on aggro because it's the easiest stuff to build it's the fastest games for climbing and it's um usually cheap usually cheap yeah so i feel like we'll probably cycle back into aggro so i'm totally fine with a few months of combo because i mean Pulling off Mechathune and getting that big animation feels so cool and awesome. So I want to have that for another couple months before we go back into a, an aggro meta. That, for, it'll you, come back. It will come back. You, for, you forgot to add for you. The, the Mechathune combo feels cool for you. Yes. <laughs> hey, if I'm playing against a Mechathune player and they get to the end of the combo, I never concede because I'm like, hey, you earned this. You go ahead and you watch that animation. You watch me explain. <laughs> Uh, that was true when it wasn't everywhere. Now um, I'm out because I've seen it before and I know how this ends. I've mostly been frustrated because uh, since the last time I was on the show, I have sucked a butt at this game. It is bad for your boy, Justin Robert. Young. <laughs> Uh, I was uh, I was struggling for a while. I did really, really good after the the first Rastakhan uh, balance changes, which weren't even changes to Rastakhan cards. Um, but this new one has seemed to throw a little bit of a monkey wrench in my ability to play this game. But uh, also, I'm just not being able to log as many games in the same amount of playtime. So yeah, uh, that that was the other thing. And I just haven't really played all for me the the. And the I, I didn't really pick up a lot of new decks and it's like pretty much the entire time that I've had to play the game has been like while on my phone while making a salad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am more than happy to concede that um, this type of meta doesn't exist very often. Um, so uh, I would most I should probably just shut up and let everyone enjoy their time with it because it's yeah. probably not going to be Whatever. around for that much longer. Uh, let, let these, let these uh, slow-playing snails have their day, Garrett. We'll, we'll uh, you know, just 
gird our loins for when things pick up again. Or we'll just throw a bunch of secrets down right now, and uh, we'll, we'll, we will refute your reality and substitute our own with Indeed. completely unoriginal, most popular decks on HS Replay right now. Uh, <laughs> but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, before we get into proper Hearthstone news that do- doesn't have us doing our best impression of Tom Merritt doing uh, tech news, uh, let's thank one of our sponsors today, which is Away Travel. They are back sponsoring this episode with their awesome luggage. You should go check out their offerings at awaytravel.com slash TAC and use the code TAC for $20 off of your order. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone picked up on this at the beginning of the show, but Jocelyn, you weren't just waxing your face for fun. You've got a wedding coming up. I do have a wedding coming up. I do uh, this coming Saturday. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting on a plane Friday night. I don't get into your neck of Canada until like after midnight. Like I'm coming in hot. And <laughs> I'm also coming in comfortably and with a lot less anxiety because I will be traveling using my away luggage, which has a nice battery internally because I have one of their uh, their two carry-on sizes. They both have internal batteries that can they it stores a bunch of charges. So I can just sit there log in faster Hearthstone games because I figured out about secret decks as much as I want. And if my, my device dies, I can just charge it in my luggage, which is also keeping things like, I don't know, pants so I can get dressed to go to your wedding. I have a feeling you wouldn't appreciate it if I showed up pantsless. <laughs> I'm totally expecting you to show up with your away luggage in tow so that you can plug your phone in during the ceremony, which is going to be totally boring, obviously, <laughs> and then be able to still play Hearthstone while I get married. <laughs> you have a... a- concerningly low opinion of me jocelyn <laughs> oh no i I, w- I watched a football game once during a friend of mine's wedding ceremony wow <laughs> on my phone it was pretty dope uh, I, I hope beforehand you told them it was just like i just want you to know if your ceremony is like more than 20 minutes i'm watching a game well it was, for like five or shorter so <laughs> yeah no it was it was at yeah, it was at the beginning because they were doing other stuff and then uh, and like they had like get to come in and so it was like a fairly crucial kind of like end of the game situation. I was just watching on my phone and then they started the wedding and I'm like, I mean, just like one more minute. One more. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, go, uh, <laughs> again, go to, go check them out. Waytravel.com slash TAC. Uh, all their suitcases are a German polycarbonate with uh, that is like crazy with the impact resistance and extremely lightweight. Uh, it has a TSA approved combination lock for 360 degrees spinning wheels. Uh, I very much like these, especially when I'm trying to connect in Atlanta because I have to run very fast. Uh, <laughs> and uh, again, go check them out, especially the carry ons for you gamers out there. Got built in batteries, which can come out, by the way, for very easy charging. Uh, so you can charge your USB devices. So for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash TAC. Use the promo code TAC during checkout. Again, that's $20 off your suitcase when you go to awaytravel.com slash TAC and use the promo code TAC. We thank them for their support. We thank you for checking them out. Now let's get into this week's Hearthstone news. Good news, everyone! <laughs> oh, no. So... We got a really cool in-game event out of nowhere over the weekend. And my favorite part about this was, Jocelyn, you and I, uh, we did a duel because I had the 80 gold quest. And you didn't know about this until we played together. Yeah, I just saw you playing with this super freaking awesome, colorful, feathery card back. And I was like, wait, how do I even get this? And it turns out just playing against it. It's this like very cool infect 
infect your opponent with it type uh, event. So I I think this is super, super cool. Yeah, it's uh, the curse of a car and it is upon us all. I guess it was earlier than the weekend. It was like Tuesday, but uh, I I kind of forgot about it and, and until I played against you again. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is a thing. Uh, but I, what but the, I, what the, what the so hey happened? Have you here? not seen this? Have you not seen this dude? So this is, this is this is awesome new card back. Um, and there's so many of them in the game now that I, I do really want to like point out that if I'm mentioning that it looks cool, it looks damn cool. Cause there's just so many card backs. They kind of all blend together now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the blood God Hakar, which is a, a card in Rasakhan's rumble and also an evil Loa from wow lore. Uh, they've designed a card back around him. And they just randomly gave this card back to a few players in Hearthstone. And anyone that played against these players that had this card back equipped, whether you won or lost, it then spread to the player that didn't have the card back. And this is... Oh, that's rad. It's still in the game. It sounds like it's never going away. Um, wow. And, oh, that's dope. And yeah, and it looks awesome. Yeah. And Joss, when you and I played, I didn't know if it would spread through friendly games. And at the end, we both found out that, yes, indeed, it does, because you now have the Curse of a Car card back. Which is really nice, because then it's something that you can do if, like, say, I have a friend who's coming back to the game or something and they really want the card back. All I have to do is queue into a friendly match against them and then, bam, card back present. So I think this is really cool. And I, I like just the idea behind it of like, I do something and it gives my opponent something as a reward. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to do anything crazy to get my own reward. It's like, I'm giving back to the community. I feel like it's a very creating more community and doing nice things for the community. It's that kind of an event. And I like the style of this event design. Yeah. I I love that. It's just just a positive thing, whether you win win or lose, you get the, uh, you get the card back. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it, it also helps that it's a really sweet design. <laughs> <laughs> and if a rogue in the chat room is saying, I'd like to see their internal statistics of how fast the virus spread to the player base, which is something I would like to see too, just to know, like, you know, it obviously starts really small with like, you know, 1% of the player base having it. And how quickly did it take for it to get all the way up? Because even if you, so if you queue into this deck randomly on ladder, or this card back randomly on ladder, then you get it. It's not like a thing you have to do. So I want to see how long it takes them to get like a hundred percent infection rate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there have been multiple curses uh, in the earlier days of world of Warcraft that were spread. And, yeah. and there were like crazy studies done about them to, to see how, how it spread <laughs> and how quickly, like, yeah. How, how quickly everything uh, uh, got from point A to point B. Yeah, yeah. That was like some, there was some effect or something that spread to hunter pets that wasn't supposed to. And then, people would go into capital cities and murder everyone by accident <laughs> or on oh, purpose no, no. or on purpose, you know, you just hearth and uh, go to the, purpose, go to yeah. the auction house because you enjoy, uh, you enjoy anarchy in your MMOs. <laughs> uh, so, so of course uh, my brain immediately goes to other ways they can kind of leverage this technology. I think they should just give away golden cards this way. Oh, just have one golden card. Yeah, like once a month. Just be like, this is the golden card for the month. Uh, uh, seven of you get this uh, this spreading golden card bounty placed on your head, and uh, whoever plays against you, you get it, and just keep spreading and spreading and spreading. Yeah, until they hoard it, and they'll all just play together forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because because golden cards are they're they're really worth that much. 
Yeah, well, you know, wait until the right one comes along, Garrett. You say that smugly now until all of a sudden the elite have their gold to themselves. I also think this would be a fun thing to try and integrate into fireside gatherings, uh, something yeah, of this nature. That, that would be that would be rad if that was the place in which you became somebody special that you could. Because that, that's really what this is about, is that now having heard about this, I want to play a game with Garrett or Jocelyn because they are the people that I know that have it. Let's do it, man. Let's throw it down. It's secret deck versus secret deck. Let's see who 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 can keep the best secrets. That's it. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter because all you really want is a card back. So, you know, win or lose. That's fine. I'll take a dive. I'll immediately dive. <laughs> I guess that would be the, the downside of it. But but even then, it's like if you're just thinking about playing with your friends or you're excited because you run across somebody that has it, then then that's rad. In fact, I don't even know if I have it yet. I'll have to check. I might have already seen it. Did you get it and did, did, didn't even realize it? Well, I guess, does it like tell you that you got it or? Yeah, yeah it does a little pop up, I believe, at the end of the game. Honestly, I, now. I'm- yeah, it's like any it's like any kind of treasure thing that you unlock is it just pops up and it says, Ta-da, you earned this. Oh, you, I don't know, though. I always I always speed through those so fast. Because <laughs> I'm either like, yeah, I won. Who cares? Or like I lost. I'm actually just exiting out of the game on my phone. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man um there's also a an in-game event starting tomorrow and it's a tavern brawl but but hear me out it's it's like a special tavern brawl it's three weeks of of a, of a tavern brawl theme called the brawl of champions that's going to start tomorrow and run through march 3rd and there's a rasakon pack up for grabs each week of this event do we know what the brawls are yeah, it, it, it's it's more or less it's like the way Joe Mag, which I'm so glad Joe Mag got in front of the camera. Big big fan of his. We, we get to run into him every year. Blizzcon is just a super nice guy who apparently listens to the show uh, a decent amount. Um, the way he more or less described it was uh, it, it, it's kind of got a tie in with single player mode. You're going to have the, sh- uh, the shrines. You're going to declare a Loa. Uh, and every week uh, it kind of escalates. Nice. Uh, and three free packs, right? Yeah, and Rothagon packs too, which is yeah, yeah. Good. Normally, when they do giveaways, it's not the most recent expansion, so it's kind of bonus. Yeah, you know, I wonder. I wonder if this is. I mean, because you're right, this is a rarer resource for them. If if this is, uh, you know, something that they they really want people to to do more so than than other brawl content. Like if there's something special about this. Yeah, I mean, in the past, we've always thrown around the idea that some that certain brawls kind of seem like they're tests for certain things. I, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think this brawl looks like it's a test for anything that's going to be coming in a future expansion because it is using the shrines from the single player, which are which are pretty busted. And yeah, I, I guess maybe not necessarily a new mode, but just to see whether or not if just by offering a specific kind of the most recent kind of pack, whether or not they do see more engagement like it, mm. it, it's like all right well maybe part of the reason why people want to be in this is they do want to feel more invested they want to feel like they're getting something that is worthwhile so let's see if we can give them the thing that we've been hesitant to give them because it is literally how we make money by selling packs to people uh you know just to to i don't know uh, give people a new taste and flavor that they might not have experienced in a while 
Well, I know that's, that's a reason I don't often engage. I mean, Tavern Brawl is a perfect example. Like you get a pack every single week if you just go in and win one Tavern Brawl. And I don't bother because it's classic packs. I have all that I need and I have pretty much all the cards that I need as well in like all the way up through Rosticon. So I don't feel the need to go in, get that dust, you know, disenchant those cards. Like it's just not really worth my time because I, I don't enjoy tra- Tavern Brawls. So I know I've also not engaged in events in the past where it's been like, oh, have a three expansions old card pack, but I'm missing a few legendaries from Rosticon. So I might actually go in and play these three weeks of Tavern Brawls, which is a thing I wouldn't have done otherwise. So I feel like giving people the most recent cards probably will increase engagement. And I know Dills has mentioned in the past, you know, like sometimes opening that one pack or two packs and then being like, oh man, but I just like, I'm just short on dust or I didn't open the thing I really wanted, you know, might then they're in there, they're opening packs. Like it might entice people to, you know, buy those another 10 or 20 packs based on just the, you know, freebies and being so close that maybe if I just spend, you know, 10 bucks i might get the thing i want you know so yeah i think that 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 is that's a very curious economic argument to mm-hmm. say like uh you know i don't know what economic business model i'm thinking of but uh you know your first taste is free uh uh might be- <laughs> <laughs> i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah i don't know it must be a canadian thing uh, uh <laughs> but yeah i think that there there is there is a a I, I would be curious because I can understand where Blizzard would be hesitant to do it. Because again, this is a free to play game. Yeah. The way that they make money is by saying, here's our new expansion, buy cards. And no matter how engaged in Hearthstone or disengaged I am with Hearthstone, and lately it has been a little bit more on the disengaged side because I've had a lot of stuff on my plate. But man, I always spend that 50 bucks whenever there's a new expansion. I usually mm-hmm. wind up spending another $20 after that when I'm opening packs and I don't get everything that I want and I'm frustrated and I need to buy more. Uh, so that is that is something that reliably happens multiple times a year. It's why Hearthstone has been a cash cow for them. But do you slice off just a little sliver of that every once in a while and give it to people for free? It's one pack a week. I I would like to see Brawl just switch to giving away the most recent pack from here on out. Yeah, because that'd be great for the free and frugal gamer. (laughs) (laughs) It would. uh, I am. I am not a free or a frugal gamer. It would just get me to play the Brawl. Well, I guess that 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 is a very good point. And that is, uh, I wonder in the future, the five years out, 10 years out of, of Hearthstone, uh, how much the brawl plays a role yeah and And, and maybe i just answered my own like concern there because i know in the past back when ben bro was still on the team he said he never wanted the team didn't want to make players feel like there were things they had to do if they didn't want to engage in it yeah i i do wonder where the brawl was supposed to go at the point that they announced it like where they thought it would be at this point and whether or not it has fulfilled its purpose. Because it's always kind of felt like something that has been like one part place where they can tinker with stuff. Uh, uh, and then as soon as they started repeating it, it was just like, okay, is this just like like low stakes? I want to play Hearthstone, but I'm scared of other people. Or I feel bad when I play against other people and I get my butt whipped. Well, that can still happen in the brawl. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you, if you feel bad with what happens with people, have a, how, yeah. Like, you know, if it's an AI or if it's a, another person doing it, then 
But I guess with the with, with the brawl, it seems a little bit more low stakes because you don't have the anxiety about I don't have the good cards, which is the number one new player and laps player anxiety is uh, too far gone. I don't have the stuff. I got to leave. I'm never playing this game again. <laughs> Whereas brawl oftentimes, or at least more often than playing in on the ladder or something will give you cards or put some framework on it where you can try to figure it out. I'm not too sure. I never. I haven't thought much about Tavern Brawl uh, in, in a while. I always just assumed it was just an extra kind of for fun mode. And they were going to, you know, spread the love between constructed brawls and pre-built deck brawls, and they continue to more or less do that. Um, I'm excited to see an ongoing week-over-week theme with what's going on with Brawl of Champions. I think it's it's, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's, that is a rad idea. I like more themed stuff i would like more leaderboards with brawls too you know they yeah. did just they did just uh, they did just launch uh the uh the ladder leaderboards on the official site which is one of those things i go oh that wasn't around already which usually is translates to great idea good job great, good. <laughs> great job but i i uh honestly wasn't aware it wasn't already up there which is also in time for ladder not to play into esports so i'm just confused yeah. a little bit <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, they used to publish the at the end of the month, like, here was your top 100 legend players in each region or whatever. But yeah, now ladder doesn't matter for esports anymore. So yeah, we still haven't heard about that either. Uh, that's coming uh, next week, actually, next Tuesday, I believe. Did I miss something or do you do you have insider information? I do not have insider information. It was uh, the piece we talked about, I believe, on episode 299. It was uh, basically a footnote on a blog post that they put in, uh, basically saying February 19th was when they were going to be doing their, uh, hey, this is what's coming in esports chat. Ah, so, gotcha. So so what's coming in esports, meaning how you qualify and what the official sanctioned events are going to be? Uh, what the events are, what the formats are. Basically, they posted back in um, December or sorry, very, very late November. I think it was like November 29th because it was right before the end of the season that ladder wasn't going to count anymore. They were blowing up the whole system, but they didn't tell us what actually was going to be coming with the new standard year and for 2019 in esports. So they're in this like um, transition period right now. So the season of December, January, February, March is their transition period into whatever their new system is going to be, but they haven't told us what the new system is yet. So they're doing that. Man, since the last time I was on, there is a lot of existential anxiety around this game. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's very, very true. This yeah. is like every other segment is like, anyway, the future is an unknowable void. Yes. I would argue that's more or less always been the case with Hearthstone. <laughs> well, I mean, at least there was like, I don't know. I feel like th- there there has been a lot of times the the... Uh, musings about the future of Hearthstone in the past have been around. I wish this happens. I hope this happens. Here's an idea I have for whether or not this is going to happen. Whereas, you know, just tangential to like uh, uh, following from afar and listening to the show and, uh, uh, you know, reading the Reddit, it seems like stuff now is, is more on a like, well, I don't, I don't even know whether or not I should be mad at what's going to happen. Should I be waiting? Like, there's <laughs> not, like I mean, I guess this game is going to be a thing that I'm 
I don't know. Well, uh, well, dude, you're yeah. just you're just you're you're bringing so many you're bringing so many things up. I haven't thought of in a while. I'll tell you exactly when. I'll tell you exactly when. It's it, it, a certain part of our Hearthstone hopeful soul was crushed with yeah. tournament mode, and mm. basically since that point, we're just like we're done speculating. <laughs> we give up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, geez. Tournament mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the, basically with Hearthstone, there's this there's this concrete known that there's going to be three expansions every year. Those, those yeah. are coming. We know it. That is just the, the road we're on. For a long time, we were always looking for these these sideshows, these exits to get off and, and, and enjoy something new on the road of Hearthstone. And uh, there haven't been any for a very long time. That- that would be the last. <laughs> this is going to be a weird analogy. So fuck. <laughs> this is like the last stages of Hearthstone's puberty, right? <laughs> like you just wonder whether or not you're going to grow a tournament mode. And at a certain point, <laughs> as you're graduating high school, you have to realize it's just never going to come. Will these pimples stay around forever? And if yeah. in this case, those pimples are upside down cards in spectator mode, the answer is yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm you just grow those. <laughs> I'm gonna be 35 buying Stridex. It's just the reality <laughs> that's going to happen. Yep. Yep. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you uh, for the best analogy, I think, in the history of this show. But I I, I do think that, that that it's not necessarily for the worst. I I, I do think that it, it gives people a little bit more of a, a realistic expectation and doesn't get people mad about something. Because that was an element with tournament mode. Whenever literally anything would happen, and Brawl's a great example of it, it was like, why are you doing this instead of tournament mode? It's like whenever J.R. or George R.R. R. Martin tweets, you know, it's just like, why aren't you writing Game of Thrones? There's this, <laughs> this like, like excess, this, this larger sort of Damocles hanging over every decision that they make because we have an expectation that we want something. Yes. Yes. And in Team 5's defense, uh, kind of since since then, when, you know, I feel like when when we came to a head in our kind of frustration at the lack of, of innovation in, in new game modes, um, I, I, I know one of the things I said uh, was just 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 try something. And it, a lot of I think it was in regards to just just make more balance changes, make them a little more often. And that's exactly what's happening. We, we are seeing a more active role by team five in the balance of this game with these last two balance updates they've we haven't had two balance updates this close together in the history of hearthstone it's it's a nice change yeah. even if i'm sitting here then afterwards going oh crap it's, now we're in a control meta and i'm bored but then, whatever i'm just happy to see th- see them attempting a slightly new approach at least it's changing yeah so if we're not going to get new game modes at least we're feeling like things are getting shaken up fairly often Yes. Yeah, yeah, because we're we're already halfway through February at this point. The 2019 standard rotation is not far away. Oh, geez, yeah. Wait, when is the rotation again? Typically uh, April. April. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. This is um, it's uh, uh it's better ultimately. And I think no matter what, if you were given a choice, would you prefer tournament mode or, you know, if we're going to do the fictitious either or, uh, tournament mode's the answer. Changes. Sorry. You would, you would, wait, you would, you would, over, over balance changes? Yes. Yep. 
Yes. Oh. And I know we are we are not the majority of the player base. We've had people write in emails to us before saying, you know, like, oh, hand up. I'm one of the people that doesn't want tournament mode. Um, and that's fair enough. But I feel like um, Hearthstone's been an esport for long enough that the client natively should support the ability to run their esport. Oh, I, I, I have no doubt that you are totally right there. I, I think <laughs> that it is a very weird thing that they are a you know they are consistently a a you know such a such a big player on Twitch that esports have been so gigantic tournaments are a huge part of that growth they, they are literally the way that you can have your stars interact with each other on the most regular basis the fact that they can't play that or there's not at least support there's not at least like an API that people can plug in yeah. and uh, and use stuff via Blizzard is very very odd that being said that would be nice i would like that i would also like the game to be at its optimum form as fast as possible i think <laughs> that's, that's true and i mean like i i don't think we'll ever get into a place where it's tournament more tournament mode or balance changes i would yeah. obviously you still like it. I mean, you made a almost impossible either or, but <laughs> I disagree. I think it's a very easy for me to answer either or. <laughs> You're just so invested in it. Like you both, you both have been uh, singing this tournament mode song for forever. Well, you brought I, it up, Justin. I know, I know, I did. I remember. I used to. St- I was still worked at my old job, and I remember. Uh, uh, oh God, it was the uh, 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 the bronze beard hero portrait that came out <laughs> oh god those, that was the first ever round of of the different first heroes ever round of hero porch i remember exactly where i am i also want to now uh, add for the story that i often forget my mom's birthday but i remember <laughs> that i was in keen new hampshire at my old job at the go game and i remember listening to the angry chicken and the three of you guys segued seamlessly from i don't know why this is a thing to why don't they make tournament mode? And I think I've been away from my job for like four years. In this <laughs> like you guys have been banging this drum for life. Yeah. And we, we, we had, we, we had put it to bed, uh, but we, uh, we dug it, we dug it back I up. I dug it up. Sometimes dead is better. It happens. It happens. It happens. Now I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm happy with this. I mean, the, the thing I truly want in this game more selfishly than anything else is, uh, more options for limited play, and also I want to watch limited tournaments on freaking Twitch. I am bored <laughs> with normal Hearthstone in my esports. Yeah, and and like low key esports, like just hey, let's just do a round robin or yeah. let's do a tournament or something like that. Exactly. Like, yeah, more uh, more accessible competition is really yeah, yeah, at the end of the day what I in, want. In, you know, a day. All right, let's stop talking about it. That's <laughs> no, it's cool. It's fine. It's fine. It's all it's all good. I mean, again, credit where credit is due. I, I think the team has been doing a bang up job um, since what looks to us from the outside in as a transitionary period, you know, with with kind of the old guard, the faces of Team Five moving on. I like I like the direction that the team is heading. I, I again, I, I think about more off more frequent balance changes are something that I think make the game healthier and uh, uh make the game less frustrating, which I think has primarily been when I have disconnected the most aside from when time uh, just does not allow is when I'm like, oh, God, I just hate playing the deck that I know is popular. And the one thing I hate more than playing 
as that deck is pl- are playing against that deck. So I would, I'll just go ahead and shuffle to the stage left until things change. <laughs> and now, now they change more often. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, and before we talk about uh, how things have changed since the latest round of balance updates, we have our other sponsor to thank today, and that is Harry's. Who, um, uh, you know, I'm, wait, they're uh, Garrett. They're Harry's waxers, right? Like hot <laughs> wax. No, no. This, this, you can save your face so much pain and anguish by going to Harry's.com/tac and checking out their fine selection of razors. Uh, they also come with 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, you can let them know. They will give you a full refund. Uh, we have all used Harry razors here on the Angry Chicken. Joc- Jocelyn, you included. <laughs> Why, why did it have to be Harry's this week of all weeks? <laughs> <laughs> yes, after uh, after a painful wax encounter. I uh, just thought of this, though, Joss. You should have come on the show and we should have sent you a fake beard since I have a beard and Garrett <laughs> has a beard. Like, you should have worn a beard over your, just a gigantic bushy beard that only- kind of like almost like- reached up to your eyes. Like, <laughs> It was effectively a mask of fake hair. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> if only we had thought that far ahead. Uh, but uh, we, we've all used Harry's here. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Yes, I'm a bearded man, but you, it grows a lot further down my neck than I want it to. I still have to keep it in control. Oh, you got to. It is. Uh, uh, look, I, I've, I've had a beard for much of my life. And uh, what you got to keep under control is what I like to call him for, for those of you, all my, all my uh, hairy face dudes out there. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, my my man. It, it's the old race to the eyeballs, where each <laughs> of continues to grow hair until one of them is going to win. And you can tell. Everyone knows. Everyone knows if they're a left cheek or a right cheek uh, front runner. But but it gets it gets weird and it gets hairy really fast. And that's why you need Harry's razor. I like to call that the Wolverine. And unless you're Hugh Jackman, you can't pull it off. <laughs> yeah, I like to call it the uh, uh, child werewolves from a Mexican circus. That's a, that's effectively what my face looks like if I don't shave it with a Harry's razor on a regular basis. <laughs> oh, so go check them out at harrys.com slash TAC. And if you go to that link, you can claim your trial offer. It's a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. You get a weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover. And you can redeem your trial set by going to harrys.com slash TAC. Again, head on over to harrys.com slash TAC to redeem your trial offer. Let them know we sent you, and you will help support the Anger Chicken in the process. Now, let's finally talk about some of these decks that we've been alluding to the entire episode. Hit it very hard. (laughs) (laughs) Time to pay. So for strategy segment this week, we figured instead of talking about like one deck specifically as the overlay explodes uh, for you audio or for you video listeners or watchers, (laughs) uh, we would kind of talk about uh, some of the most popular decks that are kind of tearing up the charts. Um, and no, we're not going to talk about Odd Paladin, which is still really high up there, despite everything that has happened. But we are going to talk about decks like Secret Paladin, which does not have Mysterious Challenger. Wall yeah, Priest. What is this, 2014? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, hey, before we get into this, uh, uh, there is one announcement that I've 
I've seen apparently that the layoffs appear to have affected only non-game development departments such as publishing and esports at Blizzard. So at least any kind of dev game worries uh, uh, seem to not have manifested. But uh, just your, uh, uh, your, your, your guesses were, uh, educated guesses were certainly dead on. They actually also, I saw um, in the earnings call, have said that they're planning to expand the development teams by 20% and that a lot of these layoffs of the other portions of the business are to fund the increasing development teams. So, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, and look, yeah, it's, it's about uh, more games. So yeah. less people who don't make games, more people who do make games. Uh, that is a rough thing to hear if you don't make a game at blizzard but uh uh for everybody listening to this at least there is no major changes to anything that we are talking about right now still yeah oh man yeah uh also i saw it throwing around uh, i believe it was announced they're cutting 800 jobs that's that's well they said yeah eight percent of employees which is approximately 800 jobs of their 9600 employees across um activision blizzard and i believe uh king something is their yeah, that's, um that's that's mobile that's, that's candy their mobile crush, stuff right? that's their candy crush stuff yeah. yeah yeah so uh and high moon so that that is that is eight percent through the entire all of those companies yeah so it's like yeah it's it's called activision blizzard right but it's not necessarily the blizzard part of activision blizzard if that makes sense in the corporate speak yeah well this is just a uh hellish day of uh segues for this show which is clearly the biggest challenge facing anyone Uh, right now yeah i mean look uh uh much more there i i just think Look, the 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 gigantic part of this would have been if there were some huge changes. I mean, we, we will find out over the next coming days. There's not going to be on this podcast, most likely, uh, uh, changes that might come to esports, which would be something that would be very much of interest to everybody listening. But aside from that, it's not anything that would affect you know the the sizes of the teams or changes to the teams or, uh, God forbid, you know something more drastic. So. Uh, uh, that that should be at least of some solace to to some folks, although nobody wants to be happy when people lose their job. Yeah. So hey, how about those decks? Decks! <laughs> Yay, Hearthstone! These decks. It's a weird ass day. Yep. Uh, so before, let's see. So we recorded the 300th episode earlier than usual because we got to interview Peter Whalen the day that the next round of nerfs was announced. Since we last got together, those nerfs have hit the game and even Paladin has fallen off a little, but is actually still doing pretty well. uh, Even having consecrate costing significantly more mana. Um, But some new decks have shown up and uh, just kind of going in order of some of the top decks on HS Replay right now, Secret Paladin has moved up into essentially the number one spot across like most games played, most popular decks, that kind of thing in the win rates. And yeah, we haven't uttered the words Secret and Paladin together in a very long time because Mysterious Challenger hasn't been standard legal in a very long time. I know. 
I know it is. It's like a weird it's like when you see your bully at your high school reunion and you feel kindly uh, kind of happy to see him. Like, you know, it's a weird feeling to look at Secret Paladin now, uh, considering I was so happy to be rid of Secret Paladin when it got out of (laughs) <laughs> the analogies are on point today uh yeah except i was abusing it and actually playing the living crap out of secret paladin back in the day so i'm just looking at this one being like you are a pale form of your former self <laughs> how far you've fallen uh but actually it's a really good deck and it does work uh especially if you're like me and you're real tired of seeing mechathoons and priest combos going off and you're just like I've, I've seen this finale of this particular show seven times already why why is this happening again um but uh i like this deck uh even though i am still trying to avoid paladin as much as possible because it's my most played class and i don't need any more wins on it <laughs> yeah it's really, really cheap too right it is and i also think it's really interesting that auto defense matrix finds a spot in this deck it's only a one of but it's the one of the cards that we were kind of on the fence about because you test for it pretty much the same way you test for noble sack, except obviously auto defense matrix can't protect your face. So I feel like that was the one that we were most on the fence about, but then it's, it's really interesting because with only five secrets and, you know, three different kinds of secrets because hydrologist is a thing, it kind of gives the deck the flexibility you wouldn't have or we didn't have back in old secret paladin days. So I think it's a it's an interesting take on a secret paladin deck. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I'm, I'll tell you right off the bat, my favorite thing about this deck is that Bellrigger Sentry has found a home. Uh, mm. and is working so seamlessly it's it's like a build your own mysterious challenger if you can get redemption to land on a Bellrigger Sentry. it's it's kind of oh, it's kind yeah. of gross uh the, the, you know with with a redemption up and hell sometimes Bellringer Sentry when you play it because of its battle cry will put a redemption into play yeah which you know if it's the only damn thing on the board that's what your redemption's going to going to land on and i i do feel the need to remind our listeners at home what Bellringer Sentry even does cuz i don't think we've talked about it since we did Witchwood card reviews but this is the 4 mana 3 4 it's a rare paladin minion and it's got battle, battle cry and death rattle put a secret from your deck into the battlefield yeah, so you are you're balling out of control secret wise. Yes, that's actually the title of my deck. I know it's called Secret Pellin, but I, I put it balling out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Should be Bellin uh, out of control. Now Secret Keeper seems to be very, very popular in at least two of the decks that we are going to talk about here. Uh, uh somebody here in the chat mentioned that this has become uh one of those cards that is so often played that it is now annoying. Uh do you think that there is a problem with Secret Keeper? Uh, to a certain degree, yes. It has essentially become the new Mana Worm. There were the, the, yeah. Another very popular archetype that has come about in the wake of these changes in the last week is Secret Odd Mage, which has a very similar MO as the Secret Paladin and uses Secret Keeper also as its Mana Worm. Um, and a more direct tie I, in I, I feel like that's a very weird comparison, though, because... Yes, it does buff based on spells, but I would find it to be more onerous in a Paladin deck where the secrets are so gosh darn cheap compared to in Mage where, yeah, you can cheat them out with, uh, uh, what's, what's it called? The, the three cost card. But, uh, other than that, you're, you're paying, no matter what, you're paying three mana to get them out right now. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're not getting them out for cheap. 
that 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 is true, but um, it's still it's still strong, and the and the the win rates when you look at at Secret Keeper being in your mulligan, it, it still skews very high in the in the mage's favor. I believe it's higher in the paladin. Uh, I'll just take a quick look here. Well, yeah, and I mean, so Secret Keeper is always going to be the most powerful in Paladin because your secrets are so cheap, but it also does trigger on your opponents. So the more secret decks are in the meta, the better Secret Keeper becomes. And I think just any sort of cheap one or two drop that continues to grow when you do a thing is always going to potentially be a problem the more that thing becomes something that you or your opponent, in the case of Secret Keeper, is doing. So... I think it's probably one of the things that limits their design space in those three classes and probably will be looked at if it isn't already because they do seem to be looking back a, a whole lot recently at the classic and basic sets and being like, okay, wait, what did we do before we even knew that expansions were going to be a thing, let alone you know wild and standard and rotations and everything else? So I think that they've been taking a look at the classic and basic sets and saying, okay, this is actually too powerful is going to be around too long and we're going to make a change to this. So I think Seeker Keeper is probably on the chopping block because of that, um, because it's it's always going to come back around. I, I do think that it is fundamentally different in that Man Worm was any spell. If you had a yes, deck yes. with any spell, then you should probably throw Man Worm in there. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, right. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not refuting that. I mean, I see that as, as black and white. I'm just saying that because of the, the nerfs to a card like Man Worm and cards like it, uh, extreme example in Older Than Hell now, un the Undertaker uh, pops to mind uh, as another one. I just don't think we're going to see a lot of one mana cards that continue to grow. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what was that card, uh, Garrett? Undertaker. Oh, and Josh, what's the <laughs> other card that, uh, <laughs> it is also called the undertaker and no, it's unfortunate that they named three cards so. the there's, same thing. <laughs> come on. There's just no say thought. It's, it's, it's only have a few more days as, uh, as, uh, before you're, 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 you're married forever. Yeah. One more time as a free woman. Just what is the name of that? card? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> worth a try. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Garrett can just walk around the wedding with a little recording device and hope that I get drunk enough that he can say, wait, Joss, what's that card called? And then I'll actually say it. That's, That'll be like the one chance. That seems like an extremely selfish way for me to spend uh, your wedding. Just just following you <laughs> around with a recorder. Who is this? Your family is going to be, who is this a-hole following Jocelyn <laughs> around with a recorder? Why does, he, why does he keep asking you to say, the Undertaker? <laughs> Gonna, holla, 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 you play to, what you need to worry about is me getting drunk, stealing the DJ's microphone, just be like, Joss, say it, <laughs> say it. I'm holding Lady Gaga hostage until you say it. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, but the I Secret Paladin, uh, the Secret Paladin definitely works here. I, I, honestly, if anything else, forget Secret Keeper for a second. The card that jumps to mind as something needs to be done about this damn thing when I look at Secret Paladin is Knife Juggler. It is still here. I have been looking at Knife Jugglers in Paladin decks forever at this point. It, uh, that sounds like another basic or classic card, Garrett. Maybe they should look at that set, like I said. <laughs> This also is another one of the greatest hits of the Angry Chicken. Right. <laughs> this, this, this isn't even us. This isn't even, this isn't even like, like we're not alone in this one. I feel no, I feel is, alone a on a on this a, is a mountain. Cover that, this is a folk song that all the community plays, which is what <laughs> I, 
knife juggler. Yes, it started in, in the in the in the small village of Kibler and yeah. uh, was passed down through the generations that uh, the classic basic set needs to uh, needs to probably go away. Um, I'm fine with it sticking around. I think that an evergreen set is something you should have because I do agree with Blizzard's reasoning on this with like returning players and new players or people who don't want to spend a ton of money having that like touchstone part of their collection that's always going to be available to be played in whichever part of Hearthstone they choose to play. I like that logic. I think it makes sense. But I think they need to look back at it from a balanced perspective because when it was created, they didn't know what Hearthstone was going to look like four, five, six years down the road. Boy, um, I just died. But how far do you take it? At what point is is an evergreen set that nobody uses because the cards are trash? Which is, it uh, looks like what we're marching to towards. You don't necessarily have to make them trash, but I think you need to make them more reasonable. And some cards, like Knife Juggler, just aren't reasonable when you have a card that can say, make your always available hero power give you two juggles instead of one juggle, which, you know, was probably not something that they were ever thinking about back when they made Knife Juggler. He says, like, what if Paladin can make two dudes on a turn every turn? That yeah. wasn't a de- that wasn't a design space they were thinking about at the time of knife jugglers development. So, so do we think that it gets it gets like permanently put in the uh, uh, hall of justice? <laughs> the hall of the the the, the hall oh, of why do we still have a basic classic yeah. basic set because we're just removing yeah. things or making them so bad we don't want to play them anymore? Yes, yes. Yeah, the, the Arkham the Arkham Asylum of uh, <laughs> cards. <laughs> But Arkham Asylum would 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 that 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 would indicate reprints because uh, every now and then uh, the Joker breaks out. Well, yeah, you would, you, would, you think we don't see Ragnaros every uh, every <laughs> expansion or two? That's we have we, we still see Ragnaros. That's, that's a very good point. Okay, fair, fair. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of. You're a- gonna have you're gonna have some card. It's gonna go. It's gonna get retired, and then they're gonna have some card that'll be like, I'm back. <laughs> I'd like to see it rotate. I'd like to, to like sure still have your classic basic set, but change the cards that are in it. That's what I'd like to see. That's one of the last ones, though, right? Uh, that are just Night like juggler. Yeah, famously annoying. Yeah, yeah. Se- secret keeper uh, could maybe, get uh, there. MC Tech probably, I would say too. Oh yeah, that's another one. You know, that's yeah. I, I think that that is limiting, but I don't know. I almost feel like some of them are I don't mind mind control tech in that it does kind of limit some types of play. And I don't know if that's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And I mean, all these things that we're talking about, because I would also put Malagos in this kind of bucket of cards too. all of these ones that we're talking about now are things that kind of rotate in and out of style. Whereas like if you look at something like Wild Growth or you look at something like uh, Nourish, like those were those were always cards that just went into yeah, a Druid they, deck they were- always like you just started with that core. It never changed. And I don't think that Secret Keeper, Knife Juggler, Malagos, um, MC Tech, all of these things, it, they haven't been cards like that. So I don't necessarily think they're problematic, but they're the ones with powerful effects that will never change and so have to be designed around. And I yeah. think that's the N- knife juggler is specifically an annoying card more than a bad card for per se. 
in I, my opinion. I agree with that. I, I would draw a divide between that and MC Tech. MC Tech, for me, falls into the realm of, like, Spellbreaker, where it's like, this is a tech card. It's not always going to be the meta. It's, it seems yeah. fine, because I don't, I don't look at Spellbreaker and think, oh, this needs to go away. I see too much of this. It just, it's, I like it as a tool. Whereas, yeah, uh, it, it just it, it gets called out when it's needed, right? When there are a lot of big minions on the board in these decks, then we see my control check because that's yeah. something that will make you think twice about doing that. Knife Juggler is just annoying where it's like, oh, God, of course. Like it does. It does that thing that we've heard Team 5 talk about uh, uh, consistently, which is they want to limit the amount of times where something happens to you that's totally out of your control that in no way is fun it feels like the game has just been totally taken out of your hands there's no way you could have prepared for it there's few ways that you can react to it and that's what knife juggler is not something that is i think the reason why it stayed in for so long is because it doesn't always totally kill you but man when it does god you just want to punch its stupid little goateed face well and that's one thing that uh dills mentioned back in our very first discussions of should knife juggler be changed in any way, shape or form. And it's that no matter where the knife goes, somebody feels bad about it because either I'm playing knife juggler and it's hitting the targets I want, or it's hitting the targets I don't want. If it hits targets, I don't want, I feel bad. If it hits the targets I do want, then probably my opponent feels bad. Yeah. (laughs) So there's just always someone feeling bad, no matter where those knives go. Yeah. Yeah, and and you build your your deck a certain way because of knife juggler. The same way you build your deck a certain way because of Malik Ghost. No one's no one's building their sick mind control tech synergy deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog, man, I've been mind controlling all weekend. Yeah, which, <laughs> which I, I I guess the more we talk about this, because I haven't thought about this in a while, but I, I think that's where I it, at least I personally draw the line. And when I start thinking a, a card should either be nerfed or go away, uh, is is kind of like is it dictating archetypes? Or is I think it- having all a consensus among almost all of your commentators and popular figureheads in your community screaming and yelling about uh, knife juggler might be a good sign that something needs to happen. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, another deck because we're running out of time here. Wall Priest is another popular uh, kind of spin on uh, kind of the, the the combo priest that we've we've seen time and time again deploying things like divine spirit and inner fire uh however this one employs just to to use a technical term here a butt ton of taunts yeah yeah no the ton uh butt tonnage (laughs) this is currently my go-to deck when i just give myself over to this meta when i'm just like all right i'm just i'm i'm accepting long games I, I really like this deck. I like this deck the best because I, I just got a new sous vide. Y'all heard about this sous vide thing? The thing I that have you, no idea what you're talking about. Where you about. boil right, food so in this. bags? This. Uh, so yeah, you put your food in a bag, a vacuum seal bag, and then you put it in water, and this little machine cooks it by heating the water. So it takes you like two hours to cook your chicken, but uh, it'll, be f- it'll be like perfectly cooked. And the great news about this deck is that in that two hours, I can get one game done. <laughs> Perfectly paced out for that. Makes sense. Uh, you're not wrong. Uh, but It's forever! <laughs> I ain't got that kind of time! <laughs> but if, uh, if I want a long... If, if, I'm, if I'm on board for a long game, I really like this deck. Yeah. Have you tried this I one, really Joss? Like any, I really like any 
priest deck that does employ the divine spirit inner fire combo. And, and obviously it's been changed around a little bit lately with the addition of topsy turvy to the game so that you can't get geisted and have your whole entire game plan destroyed. So I do, I do like the divine spirit inner fire, switch your health around, however, combo. And I, the reason that I like it is I feel like every time I play a minion, my opponent looks at that minion and goes, Oh my God, that's such a big threat. Oh my God, I got to kill that. And eventually they run out of ways. And then I get to do my big, huge, powerful, cool divine spirit inner fire combo and kill them. And I, I really like that. I, it, it is it is an oldie, but a goodie in terms of the OTK decks. Yeah. Uh, this is a cool way to do it. And it, it really is kind of an old school way to do it. Right. Because a lot of these are just, you know, uh, 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 fat booty cards that you can put your game down, flip it and reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the, the, one of like the big kind of new weird in, in inclusions here is the Moshog Enforcer, uh, which my God, once you get this thing rolling on Resurrects is just beyond obnoxious for your opponent. Yeah. Yeah, no, a, a, a two fourteen with taunt and divine shield will do that to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's got the whole res package in here. There is no radiant elemental. You don't really want him though here because you're also running master Rokart, and that's going to kind of mess up his plans. And uh, there's great matchups kind of all across the board with this particular deck list. The big exception being against Malagos Rogue, and this is the only place I'm going to mention this deck because uh, it's really popular, but it's not winning games. <laughs> like it has a pretty <laughs> low win rate, but there's a lot of people playing it. Uh, but it, it, it does uh, it does match up very well against Wall Priest. Just not so against a lot how, of how popular is Wall Priest then? Like, should I be playing Malagos Rogue because this is all I'm going to see? No, no, <laughs> no. This actually, I mean, for all you know, whether I like this meta or not, the, the, my experience in the last week has been there's a good mix of decks out there. Uh, if anything, I'm seeing a little bit too much Priest, which is not a complaint I have very often uh, ever in this game. So, uh, and then the, the final deck I wanted to make sure and highlight today, which is the one I know you're really excited to talk about, Justin, is the Secret Odd Mage, uh, which if you are sick to death of long ass games, well, you've got Secret Paladin. If you're sick of playing Paladin, but you still want shorter games, you can play Secret Odd Mage, which uh, some some folks are calling Aggro Odd Mage, which I almost like that terminology better because there's not that many secrets in this deck. No, no, no. It is, uh, uh, you know, in playing it uh, today... It, it really revolves more around your hero power, which obviously in a Baku you're going to have an advantage on, but using Daring Fire Eater and a Clockwork, uh, a Clockwork Automaton, you get some really powerful swings. But in general, it's, it's more about board control, cheap secrets, but it, it's one of my favorite decks that I played in, in a while, and I've only really had a couple games with it, but it, it, it has a lot of different ways it can beat you. Uh, uh, you know, you can you can get that run of secrets where all of a sudden you just neuter everything that your opponent's going to do. You can play uh, uh, like an aggro uh, an aggro game and uh, slowly build up on on what you can do with that, and uh, eventually have like a, a uh, what is it uh, a fungal mancer turn, you know, to to uh, beef up some of the dire moles or fireflies. And I'm just a big, fat sucker for arcane missiles and Cinderstorm. Uh, 
specifically in a aggro deck, I just think it's it's always so 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 rad to uh, just have anything that can go over the top and hit face or just clean up a lot of random low cost minions. Like I think it's just such a huge advantage. Yeah, uh, I really like this deck. Uh, a lot of folks, if you were listening to the show when Rastakhan released, you know that I I got on the uh, Odd Mage train pretty hard, which was it was very different from this at the time. It was pretty controlly. Yeah, you were like, going into Frostlit was, Jaina. Yeah, elementally and stuff. Yeah, it was the was kind of the right out the gate build. Yeah, I, I just uh, I, I was I was actually playing that before I played this, uh, although it was not the elemental version. So and I was not in love with it, but but uh, just because I do like secrets, I like mage secrets just in general. Yeah, this, I, I, this is my jam. Yeah, I had a good win rate with it right out the gate when the when the expansion launched, but it, it did not keep uh, kind of keep its momentum for me. Uh, I think this is a significantly better deck list overall. Everything uh, uh, kind of jives together a lot better. Plus, Clockwork Automaton is in this deck, and it works. And so, and sometimes I'm sitting there, and I have Automaton in my hand, and also a Daring Fire Eater, and I'm like, oh, oh, I have eight damage. I can just finish the game. We're good. Let's 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 do this. Uh, uh, Insta Rogue says, "What's the logic behind not liking Knife Juggler but loving Arcane Missiles and Cinder Storms?" Uh, my answer to that is. It's one turn, and uh, a Cinderstorm is a fairly high-cost card, uh, uh, certainly more than the infinite knives that come out of a knife juggler. It's also uh, class-specific. Yeah, and and yeah, that, that is a, a thing that Mage does, uh, and I don't know. I like it, and I don't like the other one, so... <laughs> so I just do, so stop asking me questions. <laughs> uh, uh, are there any kind of... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Infrarogue, I think you're right. They are the same kind of potentially bad feelings of RNG. But I think, again, like Jerry said, because it happens once, it has the ability to possibly interact with other things that you're doing. Um, it's not quite as bad as a knife juggler behind a taunt that you can just never kill. Yeah. I think that that's the biggest thing is that once it's gone, it's gone. It's, it's done. done yeah. and now you can react to it. And if like if there was like a minion that you played that sat on the board and was like every time you cast a spell, you also cast arcane missiles or something like that would also suck <laughs> because, because there's just because it's tied to something that's a persistent effect. You need you need an answer to knife juggler. Yeah, you don't need an answer to Cinderstorm or, or, or arcane missiles like it'll do its damage and then you can figure it out. But it's not like it's going to keep going. Yeah, like Flame Waker. Exactly. Yes. Flame Waker was, uh, was a very, very powerful card, but created a lot of feel-bad RNG moments, and you had to deal with it all of the time. Absolutely. Now, I will say that I love that card, and I'm a hypocrite! <laughs> <laughs> At least you admit it. Big time! <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, you could throw a dart at any of these decks, and uh, as long as you are piloting them correctly, you're going to find yourself with a solid win rate. Um, so get out there, try them out, let us know how they go. Uh, some honorable mentions of decks that aren't new but seem to be doing better in this meta. Uh, Mechathune Druid, Odd Warrior, Odd Rush Warrior, and even Paladin still, still hanging on. Um, I wouldn't consider any of this good news, personally, that these <laughs> decks are doing better. But... Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I really had a good time playing this uh, mage deck uh, in prep for the show. 
die. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Odd Warrior and Mechathun Druid. Those those decks can die in a fire. Oh, sure, sure. I, I do like Control Warrior, and I hope that it always remains a thing. But yeah, I, I will say that, and actually this is going to come up in the email that we're going to talk about in a second, but uh, man, Odd is just, ugh, bleh. I don't like it. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that, that's the thing is, you know, we, we sat here, we spent a good amount of time today talking about the, the basic classic set uh, and, the, the, you know, whether or not we agree or disagree that it should stick around and change or just go away and rethink it because clearly it isn't working. Uh, I'm way more concerned about Odd and Even going forward for like a whole another year of Baku and Gen. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm looking at. That's that's my major concern looking at a, a standard rotation coming up because they're not going away. And... As we talked about with Peter Whalen, they can't really balance those cards. There's really no options. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not looking forward to uh, a full year of more odd and even. But I don't know. We made it through Reno. I guess I'll make it through this. I think you'll be fine. You'll survive. <laughs> Indeed. Well, let's uh, let's thank our patrons supporting us over at patreon.com slash TAC. Uh, that is the best way to support this podcast. If you aren't familiar with Patreon, it's an opt-in subscription. So if you want to give a dollar an episode, two dollars an episode, whatever works for you, this is the best way to support the Angry Chicken. Head on over to patreon.com slash TAC and check it out. On this episode, I want to thank some of our newer patrons. Thank you to Tony S., Angelo G., and Casey A. Thank you for your support, everybody. Now let's take an email and wrap this episode up. Hello. Hello. Um, just quickly, do you get my message? Yep. Oh. Hello, brother. <laughs> you can send your emails to tacpodcast at gmail.com, or if you're a patron, you can drop a question in the questions for the cho- show chat channel in the patron discord, and that's exactly what Johan did. Uh, Johan says, looking at the top standard decks, five of the top ten archetypes are nearly a year old. Odd slash even, with some of them not using any cards from the Year of the Raven other than Ganbaku, Odd Paladin, even Warlock. I understand that the meta is varied right now, but it's undeniable that it's super stale. And given how Gen slash Baku are dominating the meta in standard, its influence on Wild is going to be even worse. At this point, do you think it makes sense for Blizzard to outright ban Gen and Baku from play, not just standard, but also Wild? This goes a lot further than I would go. With Gan and Baku. <laughs> I would like to see them stick around because I would like to see what the hell I could do without an even decks in five years from now with all of the cards that get added to this game in Wild. Well, that's the thing about Wild, right? Is that because the card pool is so big that the uh, drawback, air quotes, to Gan and Baku is smaller in Wild and is only going to continue to get smaller as you have more options for those odd and even slots. So I think he's correct in saying that Gen and Baku are a larger problem over in Wild. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we're never going to see Blizzard outright ban Gen and Baku from play if you're talking on ladder. But we have already seen them ban Whizbang in competitive play. So that is a thing that could maybe potentially happen. There's a, there's a precedent for them banning a card, but I still don't think that they're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, also it's Whizbang. I mean... Who was really gonna do that? <laughs> uh, God, I wish they would know. That would have been fun if someone just brought Wizbang. Just comes, to, yeah, just comes to a tournament with all Wizbang decks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, guess what? Get wrecked, homie. I'm gonna Wizbang you. Whiz you just bang got Wizbanged. You got Wizbanged. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, uh, look, man, I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, we're going to look at Genbaku like uh, mutton chops. It was a weird phase, and maybe we're better for not having it afterward. But at the end, we can look back fondly. Yeah, I, I, again, obviously, I already stated that I my biggest concern going into this year is that another year of Genbaku, but... Yeah, I, I don't think it's the end of the world. It's just that this is that the the forefront of my mind. And also, how many how many more releases are are we going to get before they rotate out? Three more. Three more. Yeah. Yeah. So a, whole, it's like, a whole standard year. There there are things that can happen that will that can or probably should mitigate it or make it more difficult uh, uh, to use. So we'll see. Uh, well, but you'll have three sets full of cards that will fall into either the Gen or Baku bucket, right? So. That's sure. such a that's such a design constraint. I gotta I I just oh I don't know. I I'm the, so sad that they made these cards cards. <laughs> the, the the flip side that did just now pop into my head, so this may be half baked and I may sound like an idiot. However, uh <laughs> the, the flip side that did just pop into my head is that as concerned as I am, and while I'm I may float the idea that maybe they just send these suckers in the Hall of Fame earlier. Uh, that doesn't fix wild though. <laughs> no, it but I'm not concerned about wild. I don't want these cards to change in wild. Hmm. Um, this is my, my personal opinion. Uh, but my concern about doing something about Ganonbaku in standard right now is that there's a high likelihood that the card sets we're going to see in 2019 were balanced and designed with Ganonbaku in mind. So you know, we you know, if if they somehow nerfed Genbaku to the point where they were uh, no longer playable, or just said sorry, they're moving to Wild a, a year early because we're just tired of it, um, you know, we might miss out on some really cool stuff that's been in the works now uh, for at least you know a year ahead of time. Have we I seen guess- a card that resets hero power? Like, uh, yes, I don't. Power? The research that there's anything that's actually in standard right now. Not though. in standard, but no, yeah. uh, uh, Grand Tournament had a card that did that. I just yes, can't think yeah, of the name off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, because it's like card like that card did something similar to that or 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 mitigated the benefit all of a sudden makes Ganonbaku tremendous drawbacks because you do not have the full selection of the cards that you want. Uh, uh, for, for your deck, uh, which is like theoretically the idea, right? It's that you are you can pick through half the cards that you have to pick through for the benefit of having a persistent hero power advantage, right? Uh, if you lost that throughout the game, I think that that would have a tremendous chance. Oh, I see what you mean. Like change your hero power, not change like... your opponent's hero power. Or reset your opponent's hero power. Oh. Um, oh, that's not... Okay. Have, not yeah, no, I thought, I you, thought meant. you meant like make it so you could use it multiple times in a turn. Um, so yeah, put your opponent's hero power back to its original state yeah. no we've had like uh make it cost more we've had um shut it down until you kill the minion uh like stuff like that but we've never had like a change what your opponent's hero power is yeah I mean, we had we had true. koldara drake in tgt chat room also brought up auction master beardo which was a mean streets of gadget zan these let you utilize your hero power more than once in the same turn uh, right, but- because Beardo was uh, actually part of some of the OTK Paladin decks because you could allow, um, you could get coins and then cast your ha- uh, Paladin hero power multiple times and then get all of your uh, little DK yeah. horseman dudes. Or maybe even what's the card that gives the random uh, the random weapons? 
Blingtron. 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 You want Blingtron yeah. for hero powers? If you do, yeah, Blingtron for hero powers. Like, uh, 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 just like if you can't have that and you've built your deck around the ability to do that, if you have a card that can affect that, I think that that just the existence of that card does a tremendous amount to, uh, uh, you know, scare people away from those cards. Yeah, I guess I my big worry is just that the next three sets that we're going to get in the standard year are going to uh, kind of follow the design of new equality, where like it probably would have been better off being three mana, but it couldn't be three mana because of odd paladin. So then it had to go to four. And that's my worry about card design. And again, Baku's face is that they're going to take cards that maybe should be you know, odd or even, and they're going to increase the mana cost or decrease the mana cost. And we're going to end up with potential. That's, again, that's, that's, that's why I think it, the, the, the solution you're, you're dead right. When you say that you can't out card design your way from the idea that things can only be odd or even, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, They already talk about how difficult it is to balance things because they have to work in these whole number mana costs. They can't make the little tiny tweaks that you see in like heroes of the storm where something gets buffed or nerfed by 1%. They yeah. have mana cost and they have health and, and all of these integers that make things very difficult to balance. So if they've now taken their balance space and made it that much more difficult because of getting but I think I think that's where you have to futz with the benefit. You have to futz with the you have to futz with the hero power. Like that that has yeah. to be the reason. If if you can do that, then all of a sudden a lot of you 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 remove a lot of those card design restraints from yourself. Because Although now, if you if you take Reno as an example, like talking about disruption cards, there were cards in the time where Reno was in his heyday that would allow you to shuffle copies of things into your opponent's deck, which would have effectively effectively shut off Kazakas, would have shut off Reno, and they yeah. never saw play because they still weren't powerful enough. So I don't know. Well, they, if they, the, they, they, they would they would have to be the right card. You're right. Yeah. And it's also a challenge, too, because a lot of Hearthstone is this fight against auto-includes. And if yeah. uh, if the card were good enough and odd and even prevalent enough that you would include an odd-even hate card... Well, but 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 that, that, to me, is the same as what we were talking about with, like, Spellbreaker or Mind Control, where it's like, like, yeah, they are specific tech cards that come out when these things... Like, this is for overgrowth. Well, necessary. I mean, Spellbreaker has a lot more applications than, like a specific archetype. It, well, but but let's say you had the Blinktron, right? Or let, let's say you had another card that uh, uh, gave you a specific hero power, and maybe that hero power halfway through the game was an advantage to you, uh, you know, that, that it did something that uh, could fundamentally supercharge, you know, the minions that you had. Like, that would be an interesting idea, and it would also have the benefit of mitigating uh, uh, what people have literally uh, built an entire deck around. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not feeding it entirely. I'm just, I'm just stating it's another kind of challenge hey, with. Happens, Jerry was right. Hashtag Jerry <laughs> was right. <laughs> when it happened. All right, fine, fine. I guess we'll, we'll have to see. And it sounds like we'll, you know, I, I think we'll be seeing relatively soon. We should be moving into. Well, no, they've been doing card reveals a lot more fast and furious, so it probably That's will it. be a just little bit sure longer. Just make sure somebody clips that moment and uh, uh, sends it to yes. the angry. Clip the moment where Justin declared himself correct. Right myself correct <laughs> uh Yohan, thank you for your question if you are in the patreon discord drop us a question or if you are not write us tac podcast at gmail.com that's going to wrap it up for this episode 
Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, it should be with Dills and myself and possibly some guests, maybe Pokeney again, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> Jocelyn, you'll be, uh, you'll be off to enjoy being married. I will be. Yep. I'm off next week. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so congratulations to you. I want everybody to tweet at Joss plays on Twitter and just, I want to see like all the unicorn gifts in the world. Congratulating you on your nuptials. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, uh, uh, amazing. You and your, uh, soon to be husband are, are amazing people. And it is, uh, uh, heartbreaking that I, I was not able to make it out there, but, uh, I will be watching with bated breath on social media, like the rest of the world, uh, for, for your wedding to go off of that hitch. I am sure there will be many, many pictures. Yes, I am. I'm positive. I'm positive there will be. And that's so exciting. And like I've said before, the two best things after your wedding are that number one, you have, uh, uh, you know, you get to spend the rest of your life with your soulmate. And number two, you don't have to plan a wedding anymore. Hooray. You're almost at the end. Yay. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah, I said to Matt, I was like, you know what? Whether this works out or it doesn't, I am never planning another wedding ever in my life, ever. <laughs> God, it sucks. It is the worst. It's like, the literal worst. <laughs> the, like as if uh, planning a, a, a party for all your friends and family uh, was not awful enough. The The good news is everybody charges you X7 to do it. Exactly. The wedding. <laughs> yep. But it'll be great. I'm really looking forward to it. It'll be a fun party. And I get to see Garrett randomly at a time that's not a BlizzCon. So, bonus. I, I'm, call, I'm calling it now. I'm going to be sick on next week's episode. So prepare for me <laughs> to not say a lot. Yeah, Garrett, you're, uh, you're going to go from, uh, from, from the very moderate, temperate Florida winter. We're almost back into the 90s down here already. Like, it's obscene. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's, you, I'm already, going, I mean, you, were, you were in flip-flops a month ago. Yep, I'm sitting in shorts right now. I'm not lying to you. I am wearing pants, but they're shorts. What is wow. what is what, what is the uh, uh, Ontario temperature, Jess? Uh, so I I don't know American temperatures all that well, but I'm gonna say it's probably somewhere in the 20s, and we're definitely getting snow right now. <laughs> somewhere in the Fahrenheit 20s. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's like minus five or six, I think, in Celsius. So. All right. So somebody who's really good at algebra. Oh, I lied. It warmed up. It's zero. So that's what? 30, 30 something for you? Yeah. You were 36. I always forget which one it is, but. It's great. Fahrenheit's great. Zero's really cold. Hundred's really hot. Uh, last, yeah. The last time I checked for Fahrenheit, it was supposed to be like a high of 30 when I'm there and a low of 17 with snow. There you go. So I'm getting the, I'm only in Toronto basically for a day. I'm getting the, the true experience. Oh, wait. Yep. Wait, now it's supposed to be cloudy. No more snowflake. That kind of disappoints me. Yeah, I was really looking forward to getting outside pictures in the snow taken, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like snow on your wedding day. <laughs> we can still have. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Anyways, um, J- uh, Justin, as our guest today, where can everybody find you when you're not guesting on a Hearthstone podcast, uh, namely this uh, one? Oh, well, look, how about this one? Uh, Justin R. Young on Twitter, but I do have an event that uh, uh, would delight many folks. If you have heard of me on the Night Attack podcast, uh, we are doing a live show. If you happen to be in the Austin area, then on March 9th, you can come on out to our live show. We're going to do a double bill live show with Ice Cream Social, which is another fantastic and hilarious podcast. I have heard. To, in fact, I got a threatening text from a co-host of this very program, The Angry Chicken, one Willie Dills Gregory, 
who <laughs> threatened me and said, if I'm not a part of this live show, then we're going to fight. So <laughs> either Will Willie will be there at the live show or uh, I'm going to have to fight him. In the I was going to say, I kind of hope that you don't include him so I can see the fight because I'm pretty sure that would bring in some numbers. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's got he's he's a, he's a, he's a stockier guy than I. I get my ass kicked like this. But, <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sure you would, but I I'd pay to see that. Uh, fair point. Although I don't <laughs> know if there's anybody on this uh, podcast that I'd win a fight against. So, <laughs> I'm not really saying much. Uh, I am pretty feisty. Well, you got you got reach on me too. You know. <laughs> anyway, this this plug is going in a weird direction. Uh, uh, but deals will likely be there. Uh, uh, come on out and see us. March 9th. It's during the first weekend of South by Southwest Interactive. Uh, but don't let that scare you. We're not a part of programming or anything. We're a couple blocks away at, a, at an amazing theater called The North Door. You can get tickets right now. Bit.ly slash Night Attack Austin. Again, bit.ly slash Night Attack Austin. Cheap tickets, too. 18 bucks for a three-hour show, two podcasts, live music. It's going to be an absolute blast. Jocelyn, where can people keep up with you while you're uh, doing, I don't know, tiny little life events like getting married? <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays, and I am streaming every Tuesday and Sunday. If you guys have any interest in World of Warcraft whatsoever, our heroic team is about halfway through the raid. So uh, I will be streaming tonight, but then obviously taking uh, next Sunday and next Tuesday off. So, uh, But then I'll be back for more uh, heroic raid progress. So if you are interested in that, check it out, twitch.tv slash Joss Plays. I'm Garrett Art on Twitter. All of the podcasts I do can be found over at amove.tv. Uh, I have a new one coming out. It's actually still pending on iTunes, so you can't find it if you're listening to this right after it went up. But I have never had iTunes take this long to announce a damn podcast, and Kyle already freaking announced it for me. But he and I sat down to do a 30-minute bit about Apex Legends yesterday, and it turned into a full-on damn podcast. And we were like, this is basically into the Nexus for a different game. And oh, it, we're starting an Apex Legends show. It's called Enter the Apex. And it should be on iTunes hopefully soon. Get your shit together, Apple. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go check that out. And uh, we'll be having Trixler on our second oh, episode. Cool. So come join us for that. Go find that and whatnot. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Everybody go follow Willie Dills at Willie Dills on Twitter. And uh, until next time, job's done. Job's done. Job's done. Yes! Job's done. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.